If you're listening in London at 980 CFPL, in Hamilton at 900 CHML or in Toronto at 640 Toronto, I appreciate your time. And also on the Radio Player Canada app online, you can stream us anytime. Uh, That's how I listen at home. All right, speaking of your home, I don't know if this is a reason to get a dog or reason to pay more attention to your pets, but did you hear about this story, uh, this Hamilton woman crediting her dog Jack, which is a rough collie, uh, like a lassie collie, for saving her life. So she's at home. She is uh, baking muffins, as you do when you're at home, January 17th. She says her four-year-old rough collie becomes distressed, starts pawing at her leg, whining at the front door, trying to get it open with his head. And she um, goes downstairs because uh, she says a smoke alarm goes off on the main floor. So she sees smoke curling up from the basement. So she runs downstairs to see what's going on. She said, according to the CBC, there were patches of fire everywhere. She said, fire was just dripping from the ceiling all around me. I stood there in shock. My dog started to get really upset and cry at me. He clued me in. I needed to run. And basically, she credits this dog with saying, basically, we got to get out of here. And she said uh, he guided her up the stairs because she could hardly see by the time she got out of the house, pushed her out the front door, and they both got out. Um, Their hair was singed. Her silver nail polish melted off her toes, she said. That's how hot the blaze was. And she said it happened, it seemed, in minutes. The whole thing just went up like that. So here to talk about it, I'd like to welcome onto the show Hamilton Fire Chief Dave Cunliffe. Welcome to the show. Great to have you on. Thanks, Kelly. Thanks for having me. Is it me or are we hearing more and more about these tragic stories of people, unfortunately, uh, perishing in their house because of fires or just getting out in the nick of time? No, it's 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 out there. It's not just you. It's everywhere. So uh, uh, a couple things. Last year in Ontario reported 133 fatalities from structure fires, and that's the 20-year high across the province and certainly not going in the right direction. And here in the city of Hamilton, we're seeing the same things. Uh, structure fires uh, between uh, 2013 to 2020, we, we saw a really good reduction of over 28%. In 2021, sort of in that, that middle range of the pandemic, it completely reversed. We saw the numbers go back up uh, 28%. We actually saw residential structure fires go up 41%. And that trend has continued. And during uh, 2022, we actually saw another increase of 8% on structure fires. And now starting 2023, uh, January was just unbelievable. We had 28 structure fires at 16% increase and 20 of those are residential. So the trend is absolutely going in the wrong way. To make it even worse, Kelly, and this is the piece that's really concerning, and it it really relates to what you started with in terms of your story. In Hamilton, 51% of our residential structure fires don't have working smoke alarms. Wow. That's a problem. That is incredible. Yeah. That is a a huge problem. It's such an easy fix. Well, yes, to you and I, it it is an easy fix. But unfortunately, uh, I don't think people have uh, really uh, understood or grasped the fact that smoke alarms will save lives. And you need to make sure that you have working smoke alarms Mm -hmm. uh, in your residence. And certainly um, the Ontario Fire Code says you have to have them on every floor and you have to have them outside sleeping area. And you need to make sure you test them. You make sure the batteries are changed twice a year. And you need to make sure that they're still in use of life. So 10 years is that limit. I don't know Um, if I should admit this, but I test mine almost every night because I set it off cooking. Okay, so I'm glad to hear it sets off and it works, but that that means if if you've got a battery in it, you better change it sooner because every time it goes off, it's being used 
and it's taking a drawdown on that battery. So it's not going to last as long as it would if it wasn't going off. Good. Very useful because it wouldn't have occurred to me to check the battery because I'm like, well, it's working. So one of the things that's interesting, uh, just uh, relative to the story you told, uh, I'm trying to get out there and get this message out that fires are burning hotter and faster. And certainly uh, the woman that was involved in the fire we had in uh, on the main street of Ancaster uh, certainly um, echoes exactly what happens. Today uh, in our homes, we've got uh, so many things that are made from plastics and synthetics and not the natural uh, solid wood and natural fibers that they used to be. And the other part is, is that the homes now today have a lot of open concept to it. So the compartmentalization that when you had a fire previously would keep that fire contained to a room is no longer there. Wow. So when you, when you have, and just think about, if you think about your open concept, think about your couches and, and uh, what they're made of. A lot of it is uh, manufactured board, manufactured wood that's made with resins and chips. And you think about the couches with the foam rather than the, the natural fibers, and you think about your coffee tables, you think about your carpet synthetic, you think about the engineered flooring that we have, all of these things, when they're subject to heat and and open flame, burn hotter, faster with toxic smoke. It's an accelerant. Absolutely, absolutely. And so what, what we're finding today is, you know, we are seeing rooms where within four to five minutes, we're having fully involved fires. Everything is burning. And so when you put that in context, if you don't have early warning from a smoke alarm, your chances of survival and getting out is not very great. So four minutes is what you should uh, clock that at. If your fire alarm starts going off and you, you see smoke, if your house is on fire, you got four minutes to get out no, the door? No, that's not what I'm saying to you. What I'm saying to you is within four to five minutes, we're now seeing, based on the amount of combustibles in a room, that fires are evolving so quickly that the room is fully involved. Wow. Is, okay, so you have less than four. Survivable. So you have you have literally minutes. Wow. To get out. So as soon as you hear that smoke alarm, you need to get out. How much of and, this is you know you were talking about the accelerant, and I don't know how much you know about this, but there was a big push to stop with the uh, everything used to be made uh, so that it wouldn't be as uh, combustible, and we were using forever chemicals, and we realized that's a bad thing to be breathing in. So t- again, uh, today, when you look at the manufacturing process, you think about how much is made of plastic. Right. Think about how much, you know, you do but think about... you don't about expect the- plastic to burn. It melts. And if it melts, mm. and then, it, then it, if, it's, if it's near open flame, it will flame, flame up. But it mm. also, re- also off-gasses really uh, toxic smoke. Right. And then in a fire, what happens is as the fire is growing and building... The, the the smoke and the superheated gases are now heating up everything that's in the room. And at some point, and it's in a, in a very quick state, the, all of the combustibles in the room get to their ignition point, and then they all start to burn. You're turning your house into a fireplace, basically. Uh, well, I, I wouldn't go that far. Uh, what I would say is this. The causes of fires that we see are all behavioral-based. Mm-hmm. Unattended cooking, careless smoking, and electrical. These are all, these fires are typically caused because people are not making good choices or the right decisions. So, yeah, I think it's really interesting they pointed out the open concept that everybody's really hot for right now uh, is problematic. So do you think we should be shifting back, start putting walls back in instead of taking them out when we renovate? Not necessarily. What I'm saying is people need to be aware and conscious of what their environment, what, what can come out of that environment. And based on what's in there, what are the potential hazards? And then what we need to do is we need to make sure that we've 
taken the necessary precautions to make us safe. Mm-hmm. It's it, and and part of that is making sure you've got working smoke alarms. Part of it is is that when you're putting something on the stove, don't get distracted. Don't walk away and leave it and let it go. Or if you're disposing of your smoker's materials, do it in a in a proper ashtray. Don't be just flicking it outside or putting it in a planter or, or dropping it down between the deck. Those are the things that are creating the fires. Or if you're using a lot of electronics, don't be using extension cords that don't have the proper rating or putting what I call the cheater plugs into the outlet. So instead of having two outlets, you have six. Mm-hmm. And because your systems aren't able to uh, handle that extra draw that you're putting on the electrical system. Dave, what about an escape plan and, and practicing that? Absolutely. Everybody should have an escape plan. And the big piece with an escape plan is two ways out. Because as we had, unfortunately, in Hamilton, just be, uh, on the 29th of December, we had a, a townhouse fire where the fire had started on the on the main floor in a couch. Uh, the, the main floor was totally involved, and the residents were upstairs, and they weren't able to get out. We, in fact, lost four uh, people that night. And Our producer, so, yeah, I, sorry to cut in. I just want to ask you this. Our producer, Chris Creston, said his brother bought those rope ladders has yes. them ready to go. Absolutely. Um, so if, you, need, you need to make sure that if you're on a, wherever you are, that you yeah. know how to get out uh, out of two ways. Okay. But should you practice on those rope ladders? Like how do you, or are you just leaving them and you're, you're going to, you know, hedge your bets that you'll know what to do? When no, listen, I, I'm a, I'm a proponent is uh, you, you, you practice as you play and play as you practice. And so if you're going to have a rope ladder, you better get it set up. You better know how, how to get out on it. It's very different than a regular ladder. Mm-hmm. You need to know, um, you know, is, is it going to be in every window? Where are you going to, where are you going to drop down to? The same thing in terms of once you get out of the house, where are you going to meet? It's extremely important to know that you know that everybody's out. We don't want you going back inside, but what we do want you to do is call 911 as soon as you can because, again, that's part of the early intervention that you can get us, the fire department, coming so the resources can get there as quick as they can to be able to try and get this thing under control. I don't want to uh, tie two things in together, but I think it's important. A lot of times people avoid the will because they don't want to talk about bad things that could happen. And I think that that is, uh, you know, that, that's unfortunate because you have to prepare uh, for the future and it's inevitable, right? But if you're, I think there are a lot of people that don't plan these uh, escape routes with their kids and don't run through uh, the the drill because they don't want to freak their kids out. They don't want their kids living in a place of fear. It's their house. It's supposed to feel safe. What do you say to that and how do you approach that so that kids aren't, you know, constantly thinking, oh my gosh, I might get stuck in a fire. Well, so Kelly, here here's the first part. Everybody says says, and you'll hear it when they're talking. It's not going to happen to me. Not going to have a not going to have a fire in my house because you know what we look we do things safe. In Hamilton, 238 residents said the same thing, but they had fires last year. Fires can and will happen, and it's just it's just one of those things that happens. And again, because it's behavioral based, somebody makes the wrong choice, makes a bad decision, and it happens. What you need to tell the kids is it's it's about being proactive. It's about being being ready. Uh, being in case it happens, you know what to do. Because at two o'clock in the morning, if you hear that smoke alarm going off, it's not time to think about. Oh no, what do I do? It's time to get into action and do what you've practiced. Well, Dave, thanks to you, I'm going to get myself uh, some new batteries and put them in in the uh, the fire alarms in my house. I really appreciate the you coming on. You've given us a lot to think about and a lot of useful information. Well, you're quite welcome. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Hopefully it saves lives. Dave uh, Cunliffe is the Hamilton Fire Chief, really walking us through some important things to. I think a lot of people will be having conversations this weekend.